welcome back to the well-read podcast my goodness it has been a while <laughs> it's uh yeah there's been a whole sequence of events there was covid mm-hmm. the whole world ended pretty much and now we are back once again yay recording in the same place in it's the very same place exciting. as if nothing has changed i've got a new laptop we've got some different wine and uh, you've got the same Jenny. <laughs> yes, I'm the same Jenny. Um, I am Reiki Bennett, and my guest today is Jenny Elliott, all the way fresh from Onken. <laughs> <laughs> Come to join us today to discuss the book Iron Widow by Sheeran J. Zhao which we are extremely excited about. We read it for, yeah, Jenny is so excited. I loved this book um, and it is a hill I will die on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we proved this. Mm-hmm. Yes, we read it for Feminist Book Club mm. and opinion was a little divided. A little divided. It wasn't the worst we've ever seen. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, and certainly it wasn't the worst division we've ever seen. It's certainly not the worst book we've ever read. Oh, no, no, gosh, no. no but, uh, <laughs> sometimes, but sometimes the best books that we read are the ones where two people absolutely love it and two mm-hmm. people absolutely hate it. The worst ones are when we read something, it's just like, yeah, it was yeah, okay. It was fine. It was fine. Well, and that was the thing. I felt that even though I absolutely loved it and there was somebody else at book club who really did not like it very much, <laughs> um, we... I think we both came out of it with slightly more moderated opinions because I think so. we'll yeah. talk about it later, but she did have some quite good points about mm, yeah, some yeah. some possible flaws in the book. And yes. then she also got on board with my aggressive enthusiasm towards other elements of it. So mm. um, yeah, I think it that... was a, It was a book that we all had a lot of opinions about, which yeah. is good. Again, uh, the worst thing you can say about a book is we kind of liked it got nothing else to talk about yes Yes. (laughs) Uh, so uh, before we start we are I'll go to do a quick spoiler warning there are going to be spoilers throughout Mm -hmm. and excessively and probably right from the very start Uh, I also apologize for our mispronunciation of character names author names pronouns uh, god everything we're we're gonna try really hard um, and we have been you know, we, we've been looking it up and we've been trying our best, so we do apologise yes. if we, if we <laughs> mess it up. Any mistakes are entirely our own. We are drinking wine at the same time. Uh, if, you're, <laughs> if you're new to this podcast, uh, the format is, we will talk a little bit about the book, we'll discuss what we liked, what we didn't like, and then we have three wines to take. We'll take a little break and we'll open some wine, and then we will discuss the three wines that we have, and then afterwards we will decide which wine pairs perfectly with this book. Yeah, we're optimistic. It's, it's worked in the past. We're going yeah, to see I how think it goes. So. Yeah, okay. So, um, I guess the first place we'll start is brief synopsis of a book. Would yeah. you like to? Sure. Um, so I actually hadn't heard anything about this book. No, me neither. Before we read it, and then, um, much to my surprise, because speaking about spoilers, and we will obviously <laughs> be giving some out. Yeah, all um, the spoilers all the time. But. Um, what I was surprised by is when I I had actually finished reading it and I mentioned it to other people and they were like, oh, that's the book about. And they were talking about things that happened to me like three quarters of the way through the book. So um, let's go through the synopsis and I'll sort of point out the bits which have been like heavily advertised and things. Yeah, so, I think one of the things to say from the outset is we will give a synopsis and it makes it sound like it's a really long book. It is not a really <laughs> long book. It's a tight 300 odd pages. It yes, is- it is very to me very well paced other people might say it's a little fast paced yeah we'll get on to this um the book is about so our hero is uh zetian um she is a young lady living in so it's set in a um post-apocalyptic 
China that's gone kind of back to feudal yes the feudal systems mm. um so it's i think there is actually a genre name for this isn't there where it's like post-apocalyptic regressive society or something like that oh right okay that's very catchy yes, yes it rolls off the tongue i know uh, i might have got their own but it's the same sort of thing as like handmaid's tale or oh, something right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's meant to be post-apocalyptic because an event has happened but but we've gone back to how things were to like less modern times makes sense um so it's set in that sort of environment but also we've got a sci-fi element because mm -hmm. we have the aliens who are the um invading hunduns mm -hmm. um and the uh, people of china are fighting them off with their um with these giant mechanoids which mm. to me are very reminiscent of when the power rangers get into their big uh, they're big um, combined form well yeah they get into the big robots to begin with oh, right, yeah. and then in Power Rangers they get into their combined form and that so these I apologise to Power Rangers fans for getting that incorrect god <laughs> honestly revoke my nerd card <laughs> so these um uh, these mechas mm. um, are used by pilots to fight off the Hunduns, but the pilots need to use their key force, mm -hmm. um, and they are not strong enough to power it on their own. So they basically take women called concubines into the pilot seat with them as a sacrifice, and their energy is just drained off them. And they use that energy to power these big mechas that are going to fight off the Hunduns. In a way, it was uh, reminiscent also of Pacific Rim. Oh yes, obviously yeah. with the Jaegers uh, to mm -hmm. have to have two people to now again I will apologise I fell asleep during Pacific Rim <laughs> and I have never actually seen the middle part of that movie <laughs> so I am very confused about I mean I saw the beginning and the end and I kind of pieced together yeah. the rest of it but yeah <clears throat> Now, it's occurred to me, if we try and do a synopsis of the whole book, we might actually take all of the half-hour podcast. So yeah, maybe yeah. we can just... Summarising it by saying that Zetian um, is signed... Like, she, her family signs her up to be a concubine for one of the pilots, but little do they know that she has an ulterior motive, mm -hmm. which is to avenge her sister's murder. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> and um, so she is becoming a concubine specifically to find a way to kill... The um, pilot who drained... Oh, no, no didn't drain he, and didn't, he no, didn't he drain and he murdered her outright so uh, yeah um now here's the interesting thing this sounds like the synopsis of the entire book right <laughs> this is like the first three pages it is it's like you know three chapters so she 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 goes to to train up and you think oh there's going to be lengthy training bits she's going to get she meets this pilot uh yang guan and she's she you know worms her way into being his chief concubine it's like oh my god it's going to you know take ages for this to play out three chapters i swear mm -hmm. and Yang Guan is dead. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, oh. okay, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Next, I yeah. guess. So it turns out that uh, Wu Zetian is uh, the... She's got an extremely high chi power. Is yes, it? Yeah, so yeah, she's, she's got a very high chi power. Mm. Um, she, so... And that's why she manages to kill her co-pilot. And yeah, it turns out she is like... Uh, the most mega the powerful most mega of power. all the mega powerfuls who have ever lived. Which may lead us on to one of the criticisms yes. of the book. One of the criticisms <laughs> that did come up was that she is kind of like um, the, the 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 ultimate chosen one, mm -hmm. and she is uh, you know she just happens to be uh, the person with the highest level of uh, of key, and therefore the one most suited to be able to power these mechs and save the world and everything. So it's a bit of a chosen one. Trope. Yes. I didn't mind that so much. I do dislike chosen one tropes mm. because... Well, you're right, mm. but 
in another way because a lot of these a, a lot of this style of books like your typical young adult books mm. um especially are often focused around a even if they're not a chosen one they are somebody with unusual abilities a, a way of thinking outside the box yes. wanting to break the system and of course your main character is going to be that person because yes, it would because be a bit boring be... if they followed <laughs> the character who has the regular sized key power who's happy to go with everything and just gets drained by a pilot yes that would be a, it's... a much shorter book yes true. yeah yeah so so i do think you have to with these things always bear in mind that of course the main character is going to be the most interesting person mm. um i do think that maybe it is a bit like and she's also great at this. And she's, and she's also, also great at oh, she's also. But yeah. on the other hand, like she very much has her. F- oh, she's, she's got a lot of flaws. Shall we? We'll, we'll, we'll go into this. Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so I suppose the most the most defining thing about her is that she is very angry. She's so angry. So angry. And she with very good cause because mm. uh, the society uh, in the book has gone back to the tradition of binding feet. Yes, so, so actually this what... is, uh, sorry, we're, we're no. flitting about all over the place, but it is important to mention is, yes. that this book is very good for representation because mm. not only is our heroine Chinese, um, but she um, is disabled. Mm-hmm. She uh, Her feet were bound when she was a child. She has constant pain in her life whenever she tries to walk. And uh, for a large portion of the book, she is um, outside of the Mecca. She is in a wheelchair, yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, one of the things that people pointed out about it is it's really great to see not only representation of a disabled character, but one who isn't immediately fixed by technology. Because it would have been quite easy for them to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, we made you magic feed. Yes, we made magic feed for you. So now you you are no longer disabled. Isn't that great? (laughs) Yeah. So I was very pleased to see they did not do that. Yes. Um, um, but yes, so she has a lot of anger towards her family, who are the ones who broke her feet and mm-hmm. bound them up. And the whole society in general. And society in general. Women are completely a second class citizens. And, and who- sacrificed to the, uh, to the stronger pilots in order to fund the war effort. Yeah, she has a lot of justification for being yes. so angry. And I think what I really enjoyed is that, I mean, I, I'm also quite an angry person. Well, I'm. I don't come. Who would have suggested? I know, I know. I'm a very angry feminist, and (laughs) um, it's really nice to see that fire Mm. and that like pure rage and unapologetic as well. Yes, she's unapologetically Mm. angry, Mm. and there's a few moments where it's like someone tries, someone does something that is something really small, where it's like, oh well, maybe you should soften towards this person, and then she's like, no, no, actually, I won't. Yes, and I absolutely loved it. because you know so there's um there's elements you know you're sort of feeling like this kind of oh well maybe this this pilot isn't such a bad person after all he does wear glasses <laughs> <laughs> and and she's like no he's a murderer yeah any pilot who goes into one of the mechas and takes energy from the concubines is a murderer. knowing that they will likely die from it is a murderer I'm not going to forgive them. Yeah, yeah so it and was it's really good to see that. Like just that constant anger, and it was, it was really refreshing for me because. Um, so another criticism is a harsh word, but another sort of um, con point that was mm. brought up in the in feminist book club was that it, it it almost felt like a YA genre that had been like. It, it, it was following a lot of YA patterns and has that been overdone and that sort of thing mm. but I actually felt that that anger gave me a very fresh feeling to it because 
as much as I love YA, mm-hmm. and I really, and really do. do. It's true. Um, it constantly annoys me that um, you're, especially, you know, because there's often a female protagonist, and usually, like, they they get won over so easily so by easy, some, yeah. like, by, by it turning Someone out. Someone with a pretty set of eyes or oh, takes her shirt like, off. Or, or, or even oh, just, that like, bicep muscle. Ooh. oh, you know, he actually said that maybe women aren't second-class citizens. Oh, how, help me take my bar off. How low is the bar? <laughs> the and, like, you know, I cannot blame than. them because the bar is that low in real life. It's yes, like, that's also my true. God, this man knows how to make his own cup of tea. It's <laughs> fabulous. Um, I, so, so the bar is that low and... I was I really enjoyed having a character who absolutely did not dip her standards mm-hmm. to an extent where sometimes I thought I thought she was maybe being a bit harsh. Yes, there were moments when it's like that is a bit harsh. Oh, we need to talk. We, we need to talk about the other two main characters. Are there? We do. We need to talk about uh, Lee Sh- Lee Shimin. Lee Shimin. I'm pretty sure I went to school for Lee <laughs> yes. Shimin. So- <laughs> that's the one our history is not strong folks please no please, well, actually no please do send us emails we need to we need to yes, learn we that need would to be, be educated <laughs> uh, so we've got uh, Shimin and we've got EG is the e- other, yes EG is the uh, other one and uh, those are the Ejin is her is Zetian's uh, like childhood, childhood friend. sweet friend, but he's also the... sweetheart. He's the he's the rich boy who loves her despite the fact that she's a peasant girl. Yeah. Oh, he runs to the forest every month to see. Her. He's he's pure. He's wholesome. Or is he? Or is he? <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert. Turns out he is. <laughs> it's so cool. I was really happy. I was like, oh no, they're setting this guy up for such a fall. <gasps> yes, yes. I was like, oh, absolutely. He's going to be. He's well, gonna actually, turn. there was two things I was expecting mm. because, again, I knew nothing about this mm. book. And anybody who's listening to this podcast has either read it or has seen a lot of the promo stuff. So you'll know what's about to come up here. But. I was like, oh, here we go. We've got the nice boy from home. And then we've got Shimin, who's the aggressive, angry pilot that she's been teamed up with and forced to work alcoholic with. Alcoholic team. He, oh, he's an alcoholic. alcoholic. Oh. He's a murderer. He's a death row murderer. Oh, yes. Oh. And, 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 every, and he kills almost every concubine. He, he because his key is strong. Just and, so strong. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, obviously, okay, here we, here we go. go. Let's <laughs> have the, let's have, oh, no, it's the love trap. But wait. But wait. <laughs> and this is where I think it won all of the, all of the brownie points back again because without this key point, I don't think it would have been a book that we would have raved about quite so much. I don't know. Yes, I think... I think it won over a lot mm. of facts. The fact that instead of doing a love triangle, they did a love triangle where all three of them love each other. And it's amazing. And they it's the also most love wholesome... each other and hate each other, but they also love it. It's <laughs> but my they also love each other. But they also love each other. Oh, but... it's it's so beautifully wholesome, and, and it's it, a it's... wonderful. Um... And it doesn't feel forced. It feels, no, it, it feels, feels very natural the way mm. it comes about. Mm. Um, and of course, with the pacing, it feels very quick mm. the way it comes about. But it's it's got some really lovely poly sentiments expressed. Yes, you know, such as um, at one point. Um, before they've sort of come to this realization, Zetian says to EJ, um, you know, 
are you jealous when you see me with Shimin because I have to be with him because of this, that and the other. And he's like, well, yeah, I do feel a bit jealous. But then I remember that your feelings towards him and the way you are with him have absolutely no bearing on the way you feel about me yes. and the way you are with me. Mm. And it was um, like, yeah, it was, it was a very lovely way of expressing that. Mm. And it... So I would argue, I wouldn't say that for me was all of the brownie points for the book. I think it was a very big part of why I enjoyed the mm. book the most because I, the over-angsty love triangle that you usually yes. kick up against in these books is, I mean, I my favourite trope is always they love each other but they hate each other. Oh, I can, obviously, I can yes. never get enough of that. But mm -hmm. the whole, I have to choose between two men. Oh, They're no. both beautiful. They both love me. They, they both, they're both different in different ways. They have such troubled pasts. Oh no. Yes. So yes. I would, yeah. So, so yes, completely agree with you. Um, the the absence of that kind of angst was my favorite, was, was my favorite part of this book, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah, so, so I would say the absence of that angst I'm glad it was replaced by something so beautiful and wholesome oh, and yeah. lovely, mm. but I do think there's other elements that I really enjoy and made it feel fresh to me. Yeah, I liked. Uh, I liked that they were both. They were the two male characters were very different, mm. and they both loved Zetia and each other in different ways, yeah. which didn't make it feel like you know she was just choosing to have, have her cake and eat it quite literally. I would eat both of those cakes. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Listen, I know they're in a book, but I know that they're hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen the fan art. But yeah. Objectively, they are Listen, I'm going to tell you, I would eat all three of those cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fussy cake eat. No, no. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the moments uh, we all really enjoyed was, uh, there's a very harsh moment where Ooh. where Shimon and uh, Zetian go off, Zetian go off and uh, waterboard a guy and then kill him. Yeah, yeah, some amazing... Oh, and then, oh no, they waterboard him, tell him that they've murdered his son, which they didn't actually, they just told him that to fuck with him. And then, and then murdered and him! And then straight up murdered oh, him. Oh, it, it's, it's very brutal. It's very brutal. <laughs> and then they, they come back to the apartment and E.G. is... Uh, making brownies yeah, yeah he's, he's baking, baking cakes and <laughs> Zetian says uh, you know get yourself two men one who will come with you to torture someone to death and one who will greet you with muffins at the door when you come home <laughs> and, and do you know what like life goals yeah Zetian's living my dream life it's, <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> right um i think we should take a little break we've got, oh no already I know, we've got so much still to cover we've got we have barely touched on the plot we've got big sister to talk about we've got oh my goodness we've got the other mechas we yes. the other chrysalises sorry we've got the other pilots of the chrysalises to talk about we've got oh the we, wine to taste we have the ending but the, the twist right at oh. the end oh my god right okay so we're gonna take a break yes take a break we'll, we'll be back shortly <laughs> Okay, hope you enjoyed that break. We do not have any advertisers as usual, but if you wish to advertise, I don't know why you would, but if you want to advertise <laughs> with us, uh, yeah, hit us up. We we will happily promote just about anything. I know, I did try and record an advert actually last time that we um, we did a, a podcast, but uh, it didn't go very well, I think, because oh, of yes. the, um, the wine. Wine, I recall. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll try again sometime. So what have we got uh, so, wine-wise? Speaking of wine, now... 
So um, I will put the uh, the types of wine in the show notes so that you can uh, drink along with us if you if you're so inclined. <laughs> we talked about the types of wine that we thought would go with this, mm. and one of the things that um, came up a lot while we were talking about it was the idea that it almost felt like a genre that had been overdone, especially when you think like all that was a bit dated now. You know, if you think about the types of shows that um, might be showing my age here but that I was watching when I was growing up there mm. was a lot of um, a lot of stuff based on like mecha mm -hmm. uh, things fight like power moves fighting evolving into your next heroic form mm. and and like a lot of things with um, Far Eastern and Asian influence mm. um, at, but then this new take on it this very feminist take on it this very um woman-centric take on it I think was very refreshing hmm. um, and also that you've got like a very classic YA trope with the love triangle and then the new polyamory take on it yeah so we wanted to look at the blending mm, of two of ideas two ideas also it's the fact that uh, in order to perfectly balance a chrysalis you need a balanced match of two oh, pilots it's true. so their keys need to perfectly balance and combine in order to properly digivolve. So properly, yes. What, what is the word they use when they? Uh, they, they do evolve into, do into heroic into like form. Do they evolve? I, I, I got quite confused with the Digimon comparison <laughs> at one point. So I know, I know. Um, so here we are with our first balance match. Our um, first balance match. It's a Shiraz Cabernet brought to us by Hardee's, um, and uh, it's. It seems to have a, a big sign on the front that says stamp, which is also appropriately mm, what the stamp the, of Australia. Well, the chrysalis has certainly did an awful lot of stamping, usually on people that displeased them. Uh, and I would well, also well, like to point out that anyway. this is now. I wouldn't say that all of these things are true because it's subtle. <clears throat> no spiced oak characters. Well, certainly certainly spicy, spicy, characters, yeah. spicy characters and a juicy finish. <laughs> <laughs> a juicy, stompy finish. Exactly. And that's so, what you get with the chrysalis. So okay, let's so. have a little taste of this wine okay, and we'll see. Glug, uh, glug, 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 glug. All are. right. Um, that is a fairly bog standard wine, isn't yes. it? Yeah, that's, that's um, very pleasant. That is very pleasant. That's that is very sitting in front of the TV. Very sitting in the garden reading a good book mm, yes easy mm. to digest which actually again this book was very much a page oh turner. yeah it was like, it so was um, i think i read it in like four days and that, i and think I was, less yeah me. i was i was pacing myself as well because i um i had to we talk about the pacing and yeah. for me in a way i think the pacing was too fast because there were bits when I, I literally had to go back a few pages. You're like, wait, hang on. Wait a minute, hang on. Did we did we miss something there? There was a whole thing when uh, when Zetian and Shemin uh, are learning how to be better partners for the chrysalis. They do ice dancing. The ice dancing is never shown. <laughs> I wanted to see them ice dancing. That's so unfair to just drop a hint about that and then not show it. And then they they learn to fly. That's that's like half a page. Yeah. It was like, we're up on the wall, we're learning to fly. My okay, favourite one it. was when they were like, oh, the battle went really well. Like, what, the whole battle? <laughs> this of course we had to do a battle. This but then book we did literally that. could have been a trilogy. Mm. There was enough stuff in it to, to really bulk it out. Now, now of I course, don't disagree. So I am very much, I 
find slow paced books incredibly infuriating mm. i dislike when i feel like things have been padded mm. um and it's very very rare i find a book where i'm like hey i wouldn't cut anything out of this <laughs> yeah and it's rare and it's especially rare in uh science fiction yes you need a certain amount of world building and oh. uh uh, and explanation of physics and and all that bobbins and this book just kind of glossed over it a bit and it's like it did but i did feel like i mean it, it took a little bit of grasping but like i and again i don't know how much of that is because i consumed a lot of media that had a similar vibe to it yeah um, as I was growing up, and I so I feel like I was more like ready for it. Mm. Um. <laughs> but there are plot points that get kind of lost in the mix. Uh, the one I always think about is, is uh, Big Sister. Mm. Zetian's big sister uh, was a concubine, got murdered outside of a chrysalis, and they don't know for definite what happened to her. And then when um, Zetian gets uh, just shortly before she murders. Uh, Yangguan um, in like chapter three yeah. she sees inside his mind and she's, he sees, she sees all of the girls that he has let die mm -hmm. in the chrysalis but she doesn't see her sister and doesn't see, she realises that he's a terrible person and deserves to get stomped but she doesn't necessarily see him killing her sister but then mm. later in the book she says oh yeah he definitely killed my sister yes <laughs> yeah so I wasn't sure if that's a revelation they're saving for book two or i'm convinced I just... that that she just know i mean it, it pieces together it does doesn't it together, you know she but... was his concubine Oops. he was an abusive um he was terrible i'm not saying he yeah, didn't deserve he was to a... get smushed oh but... yeah he was a terrible person mm. um she like saw memories of him abusing his concubines and being aggressive towards them her sister was showing up with black eyes and that you know i I I certainly don't fault Zetian for making no. the drawing those, those conclusions. I just expected there to be a further twist where it turned out that someone else had mm. actually killed her and she was mistaken. But maybe uh, because her key points were so high. Maybe. <gasps> bum, bum, maybe. Bum, maybe she was an Iron Widow. <gasps> My goodness. Okay. Okay, I mean, all are... these twists to follow in the second book because if anything, if the first book's anything to go by, then yeah, um... we are going. The second book it may just take us up to the heat death of the universe. They can, uh, they can probably pack so much into it. So our second uh, wine is uh, Bruce Jack, uh, a... <laughs> a, a combination of two names. Bruce Jack. Yeah. I want to say Struth, but it's actually a South African wine. It is. Um, it's a I'm not going to say in a South African accent because I am going. We will get. Emailed. Well, no, Struth's Australian. Well, yes, but I was going to try. Oh, saying oh it. No, 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 don't, don't do that. that. Can you imagine? Um, so all I can tell you about this wine is that the back of it is amazingly pretentious. I will post a photo and be shown. Oh that. my goodness! It's one of these ones that has that weird chatty style of, hey, this is a fun, cute independent wine grower who's hmm. zany but just the right amount of zany yeah yes so you know i one thing i didn't find about this book i, I did not think it was pretentious no that's true very um, very much the opposite in fact mm. which again is an uh, is a rarity when oh, it comes I've done to it again i've poured two big glasses it's because these glasses are massive oh, yes, i have ridiculous you a glasses one. There you I, will, go. I will again post photos in this so this one is a blend of what wine uh pinotage and malbec oh that's so if one. i was um better at telling you about wines i mean i certainly know that malbec is, is very full and high in tannins hmm. uh, and pinotage is a different type <laughs> <laughs> you don't tend to get pinotage anywhere well i haven't really seen it much apart from south africa 
Oh, that is, um, that's an interesting one, isn't mm, it? That's quite, um, I almost want to say tart, but that's maybe not the right word. It's tart, but it's like got fruity bits underneath. Fruity tart. It's a fruity tart. Yeah. This is not a reflection of a book. <laughs> no, in fact, I do think it's, um, there's definitely things addressed in there, like the shaming of, of women for mm. sleeping with other, or even being vaguely defiled. Yes. Um, and the punishments that are unleashed upon them. And then there is also an element where she is being pushed into being physical with Shimin um, by their trainer. Mm. And she she blows up at him, which is great because she's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is the thing that I've been told I would be drowned for. Mm. And you're just saying to like, go get it over with. Like, of course I'm thinking it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> we also have to mention my other favorite part of the book, which, well, not this part, but the outcome that resulted from it was when uh, Ejin's, um dad attempts to blackmail. Oh, it's beautiful. That bit isn't beautiful. We are no. not condoning what happens here. It was a terrible <laughs> moment. He makes her strip off and pose for a video while she reads. She, they, they have a contract and oh, she, yes, has she has to, to get naked and read the contract. And she realises that he's trying to shame, shame. her and hold this over her head and everything so that he can embarrass her publicly yeah. with and it. then she realizes you know hey uh this is my body and i'm not actually ashamed of it so where's your leverage yes which but, was another like punch the sky moment for yeah, me yeah i fully enjoyed that <laughs> yes um and the other outcome of that was right near the end I am going to reveal this bit. There's bits about the end we won't reveal, but no. I fully enjoyed the fact I that love this. when uh, Ejin's father attempted to, you know, tell the whole world about this via a megaphone in a helicopter, which is a remarkably dramatic way to do anything. Oh, well, you say remarkably dramatic. It's incredibly you know, in keeping with the tone know, yeah, of this book. Tone... If anything, it was understated. Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, so he's attempting to make this revelation and Ejin blasts him like actually physically vaporizes him with yeah. an energy blast and it, it, before he like, even knows the full story he knows the whole story thing. he's like no i don't care you, yeah you're flat <laughs> yeah i don't care what you're and, and that's there, there's a there's a lot of patricide in this yeah. um and there's I, a lot of family smooshing yes yeah, well. so i must say i'm a big fan of it <laughs> <laughs> In general, or because yeah, this, well, is, a, this well, is a very oh, yes, spicy take for a podcast. Yes, people. sorry, I don't know if you're aware as well that <laughs> me and Reiki are sisters. Yes. So um, <laughs> me talking about my urge to kill all of my family may not be uh, good news. Hey. To no, no, not particularly that. But like, there is in society, not just in books, there is this idea of oh, well, you have to forgive your family. Oh, you have to forgive your family. Blood is thicker than water. All this sort of thing. But like her family abused her mm -hmm. mistreated her mm -hmm. mutilated her sent her sister off to be murdered sent her sister off Without knowing that she was going to die and then the reason they were upset when she did die was because that she didn't die in service and they got the money sent her off to then follow up and die also they could buy their son a wife and yeah. and like I know that that's the society that they were brought up in but like hey you know what like be angry at them like okay i wouldn't necessarily say out of that context maybe don't 
yeah, they Zitty... just randomly go and kill them. But it made sense in the context in of the In the context book. of it, yeah, Zidian fully smushed them. Yes. yes. Which is why I do think that Stamp of Australia is yes, possibly is the a most very, appropriately yes. named one. In fact, Zidian does an awful lot of stomping on people. Mm. She is uh, betrayed by the pilots of uh, Black Tortoise as well, which uh, you, I don't think you will ever forgive. I am so angry about <laughs> angry it. So angry. Or, yeah. But... Oh, no, actually, um, sorry, I know we do have another wine to have, but I oh, do, do think yeah. that that leads us on a little bit to um, one of the issues which I which I now accept mm-hmm. about the book. Yeah. In that um, uh, it was described by somebody else as as she's very not like other girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's not like the other girls. You know, girls. She, she's different to the other women because she's, she's going to stand up, she's going to save them all, and all the other women are quite happy with their lot in life and all this sort of thing. Um, and I also think that presents itself in um, an inability that she seems to have, and I do wonder if this is actually conscious on the author's part, um, but but Zetian has an inability, really, to see things from other women's points of view. Yeah. So what she she is angry, she's doing these things, she's trying to change everything, and she's just very angry at women who aren't doing the same or mm. who are acting in a different way or trying yeah. to follow the system. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's any appreciation from her that we we have different lives and yeah. like we you know, um women are complex beings just the same way that men are. Yes. Um and they can't all work towards that goal in the same way and some of them may need may need to come to terms with things in their own way I and they have their own priorities. To see how it's handled in the second book, whether Zidian is gonna have any awareness of this or if she's going to head full on for supervillain mode. Mm. Because Which the, I'm not mad about either. Well, I can't be completely mad about it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, at, at the moment she is kind of promoting the Thatcherite uh, theory of feminism, as in you just need one strong woman at the top. She'll sort everything She'll out. She'll sort everything out. So I'm interested to see mm. where it goes from this. Shall we open the third wine? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, third of course. Wine. Okay. All right, what we got? And our final wine I is think this might be Australian as well. Mm. And this is Winemaker's Release. Uh, Shiraz and Cabernet what? <laughs> the winemaker's release oh <laughs> would you like a bit oh. I hear it's spicy oh. and so this is a Shiraz and a Cabernet Sauvignon now this is uh, intense with a spicy character oh perfect yeah so yeah, I am I thinking think that, that, that this might be very uh, much fit the, uh, the, the people here while you're opening it, I will uh, mention briefly that Sharon J. Zhao, the, uh, the author of this book, is practically a fetus. <laughs> they are so, so young. Very young. How so old are they? They're like early 20s, I early think. Early 20s. Yeah, because they're talking about how they were doing a draft of a book in, uh, in university. Mm. And yeah. So young, very to write, young. So young to be writing something of such complexity and mm-hmm. oh yeah. I, I am, mean, but you know what? I, mean, I find it beautiful young. to see such angry feminism oh, yeah. in, in someone, someone so young. young. Yeah, very but, appreciative of that. Yeah, I am delighted for them. I am mm-hmm. also completely jealous. Oh, absolutely, absolutely yeah. jealous. Um, and um, one thing we did note about the book was it is very much a first novel. Yes, it reads a lot like you know. Um, the first novel that this author has written and I uh, I 
would chalk up a lot of the things that we didn't like to it to youthful exuberance. Yes. But maybe going to change and uh, mm-hmm. and settle down and well maybe not settle. We still want no, it to be. No, that's the thing. I still want that youthful exuberance. We still want I that think... edge to it, definitely. I'm wondering if um age and experience will Well, and it's not just that, but I do think that the the editing process is very important. Um, as you'll know yourself, author of Reiki <laughs> Bennett. I do uh, have books to plug, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the editing process is very important and it highlights things that you've not necessarily noticed yourself because you're so close to the book. Mm. And this book, um, I believe that um, I believe that Sharon was trying to um, have it published for quite a while. Like oh, They yes. said that they were struggling to get people to read their book, but then because they became so popular on social media... On and the social medias. On the social medias. Um, on the TikToks and what? The TikTokies. Mm. Uh, the, the, we are very old. <laughs> there was uh, a big audience... Expre- like um, The audience were expressing a, a want for the book, mm. and so it was picked up yeah. by publishers. Now, I wonder if, because it was picked up in that slightly unconventional way, it wouldn't have gone through your normal editing process. That's so, like, when it's point. picked up by an agent, like, when you have an agent and they take you to an editor and then it gets presented, you know, the, the editor would have possibly gone through it and said, hey, listen, have you noticed that you don't really have female friendships in here? Mm. Can you really call... I know I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but can you it's really call a yourself <laughs> a feminist book when you don't have those inter-female relationships mm. and does this book pass the Bechdel test? I'm not completely convinced it doesn't, no. it does. Yeah. But, so uh, so I wonder if those sorts of things, and, and now with her future, sorry, with their future books coming out, um, which will probably go through a more traditional process, um, then I wonder... We are if, assuming quite a lot here. I, I, yeah, I am mm, assuming but, a few things, but, um, but I wonder if perhaps that might be like you say a bit refined mm. but if it could be refined and then still keep that, keep really, that really great fiery passion mm. i would do it i that. especially appreciate the fact that um you know maybe in the golden age of publishing this author would not have been able to get published and it's mm. only with the new advent and the social medias bringing people like this authors like this to public perception mm-hmm. but we are able to get books like this yes so because it's 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 definitely worth pointing out that Sharon is um, um they are canadian chinese am i right i believe so yes first it's... generation immigrant from mm-hmm. small town china yes I the and they're non-binary um and this is... and they are very young and they keep well, yes, that i know out. they're very young but i i think oh my God. if we're talking about the tradition literally young enough to be I know. my my child my god yes. that's um <laughs> wow but oh. if you think about the traditional publishing industry um they there are certain biases mm. within that publishing industry especially mm. when it comes to people of color perhaps yeah. um, <laughs> so so yeah. I, I think it is amazing that we do have this new route to, mm, to yeah, publishing and, and to getting books out to an audience and that gives us access to different voices that we might not have otherwise heard. Mm. So it's a very good point. I would have liked to see it during the Golden Age of Publishing because I would have liked to see it being a big hefty trilogy. Ah, no. <laughs> With all the padding. And well, a big hefty trilogy the... by an old white man. Like, well, let's yeah, be honest. yeah, that's what it would have been, yeah. But I wanted more ice dancing. No. <laughs> anyway, what do we think of this wine? Oh, yes. We haven't really discussed um, this one. No, this one is... Yeah. Um, hang on. Yeah. Oh, spilled it down my chin. <laughs> it's so um, classy. 
Uh, this, this is again. This is a a, a very mm. easy drinking in the garden type wine. Yes, yes, they're all quite easy they're to drink, and I, I think that um, if I may pretend to be a wine expert for a moment, I think that might be a um, feature of blended wines. Oh yes, yeah, like like blended whiskies tend to have a more yeah, they're smoother, mm, smoother, and not so abrasive. Mm. So, do you have a favourite out of them? Well, I can certainly tell you what my favourite is, but it's not the one that I think pairs with the book best. Oh, my goodness. A controversial opinion to go with all of the other divisive opinions. That we, oh, hang on. It's okay. I have a million things in my uh, diary. They all fall over. <laughs> we are surrounded again. by plants right now. I planted so many plants. <laughs> so Which I think one do you like? My favourite one to drink is the Hardee's. It's mm. um, very uh, easy to drink. So mm. it is like the book in that it's very easily consumable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 100% carbon neutral. Oh. Which um, is unlike the plot of the book, which is incredibly damaging to the environment. Oh, yes, yes. There is, <laughs> in fact, we have not talked about, and um, I think we won't discuss the massive plot point right at the very <laughs> yes. end. Just when you think you are finally cl- kicking up against the end of a book. Like, oh, it's the last sentence. There's like, the last sentence. Someone throws a con- additional spanner. Into, like, in fact, I don't think we've talked about even half of a plot point. No, because this. I honestly think if we tried to summarise the plot, it would have taken longer than half an hour. I think it would have done. <laughs> and that is not a bad thing. No, it's it fabulously fast-paced. Um, yes, maybe I would recommend not binging it to the extent that I did because you could actually take a little bit longer to absorb things. Mm. Um, but the wine I would say that it actually goes most with, um, taste-wise, I'd say is the Bruce Jack mm. because it was an interesting flavour that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I, a little bit abrasive in places. Yeah, but, and but like overridingly sweet. Almost a little wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> a little wholesome wine, but um, with a sharp edge underneath. Yes, and mm. I, I think that not everyone would like it. <laughs> <laughs> also a good description. Okay, very briefly to wrap up, is this a feminist book? You know, I, prior to our book club discussion, would have said it was an aggressively feminist book. It is aggressively feminist in a lot of ways. I'm pouring more wine. Ooh, work. There we but are. I, 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 you can't overlook that it is missing female camaraderie in there, which mm. is a very important part of feminism. Yes. Because feminism isn't just about like one woman is here to save us all and make the world better. It yeah. is ultimately about how women work together mm. to to overthrow or to to mend a system that is broken um so it is a feminist book but it's maybe missing some very key elements of feminism for me mm-hmm. what I do think, you think i think i agree with that i think uh, uh, again i'll be interested to see what happens in the second one yeah. and whether it's going to stay as I, i'd be very disappointed in Ruth's 18 if she changes too much no i uh, i don't want her to ch- I, I don't want her to compromise her beliefs in order to do to save people she loves or well, yes. anything like that yeah I, mm. I enjoy her being unapologetic and angry mm-hmm. i would i would like her to start seeing things from a different point of view perhaps i i'd, I'd like one of two things <laughs> i'd like to for that to happen and for her to be able to start seeing have a bit more empathy in certain ways or I would like her to go full... Full supervillain. Full supervillain, because... And just smush everything. Yeah, because, you know what? It's cathartic. It is, my God, it oh is. Oh, yeah. my goodness. You're reading about this angry woman, and she's just finding the men who have done terrible things, and she's just... Like, smush, 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 smush. Literally crushing them beneath <laughs> her big, fat mecha heel. 
and it's it's so soothing yes like honestly is. i feel like it might be my happy place mm, yeah <laughs> the next time a man tries to tell me explain something to me that i already know just get in your chrysalis and I'm smush, just smush, imagining smush. i'm in my happy place stomping <laughs> through them oh like yeah so for me it was actually a very zen experience <laughs> i think we're gonna have to wrap it up today do you have anything that you'd like to uh promote or plug oh, well yeah i didn't <laughs> Um, okay, so I guess I will promote my travel agency business, which is completely related to, to uh, book and wine podcasts. I'm sure we can tie you, that in somewhere. Yeah, you can find me, Jenny Elliott at Hayes Travel. I will help you with your travel plans, and maybe I will compare you a holiday to go with this book. That would be interesting. I'd like that. I like, would like let's that. Pair Ooh, a... Yeah, let's have a oh, think, let's have a think about mm. that. One. Mm. I, I was I did actually start doing a podcast which was pairing destinations with wine. Oh, I remember. Then you just ended up drinking wine. Yes, it? we just got very drunk. <laughs> we recorded about four hours worth and never actually got round to editing. Sounds so it. unlike us. Mm. Mm. So yeah. uh, yes, stay tuned uh, for that. I'll plug that next time. Definitely. Oh, I would Ricky, also. Ricky, do you have anything to plug? I would like to plug my new book. <gasps> Tell my, me about your new book, Ricky. It's okay. called The Weekend Escape. Ooh. And it's about a bunch of friends who go away on an adventure retreat onto this secluded little island. And then there's a storm. <gasps> and then shenanigans. Oh, my mm. goodness. Possibly a murder. Who knows? Ooh. Oh my! And yeah. would you say, Reiki, is, how, many, how many men are in this book? There are... Um, Zero. Zero? <laughs> oh, sorry, was that meant to be a surprise? No, no, I was just thinking about that. No, there is zero. I think there are zero men. Yes, exactly. The That's the, the point. Book. Yeah, it's... it is. It's entirely this group of uh, six women uh, stuck on this island. Oh, Anna Birdwarden, she's there as well. Yes, and yeah, I, so... I just think it's delightful because it also... We're not talking... Sorry, I was it's about to start right. reviewing your book. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's called The Weekend Escape by Reiki Bennett, available from all good independent bookstores. Also on Kindle. Oh, an audiobook if you're on Audible. Oh, who yes. reads your audiobook? Oh, God, I've forgotten her name, but she's really good. She's got such a great voice. It's That's so... exciting. I know. It's so exciting. I, well, can't, I can't listen to it because it's really weird hearing someone read your own words back wow. to you. Yeah, it's a weird experience. Well, tune in another time, and I'm sure we'll be talking <laughs> about The Weekend Escape because I did recently read it. Ah, there you are. Yeah, and uh, you can find out whether I'm able to criticise Reiki to her face. I don't think that will be a problem. Right, we're going to go finish off some wine, but uh, yeah, our recommendation is uh, Iron Widow is definitely a good book to read. We mm -hmm. are very much looking forward to the sequel coming next year sometime. And also, Sharon J. Zhao has a middle grade book coming out. Oh my God, I think it came out like two days ago. I'm actually very excited, I'm very excited about excited that. that. I think yeah. it's going to be... Um, I am yeah. very excited to see what they do in the future. Mm -hmm. I think this is one to watch. Absolutely. Thank That's you very much. It. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you, Jenny, for being here. Oh, thank you and for inviting yeah, me. We will catch up with you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.